Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. For first aid for fast relief from acid indigestion, headache, and the misery of colds, always rely on Alka-Seltzer. And now, Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids with the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Hello, everyone. Are you ready to have fun with America's famous quiz kids? Well, fine. I'll give you a hint about today's questions. We're going to take up the subject of science and cover it from every angle. On hand is our special guest. We have Dr. James Arnold, now assistant professor at the Institute of Nuclear Studies at the University of Chicago, and who was associated with the atomic bomb project during the war. And here is our lineup of Young experts to answer questions. Bunny? I'm Bunny Duskin. I'm 14 years old. I was yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm a freshman at Hyde Park High School. Well, belated congratulations, <laughs> Bunny. Uh-huh. And uh, Harvey? I'm Harvey Dunch. I'm seven years old. I go to Burl School, and I'm in grade 3B. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a junior at Roosevelt High School. Patrick. I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 13 years old, and I'm a freshman at Calumet High School in Chicago. And a visiting quiz kid, Robert. I'm Robert Chenoweth. I'm 14 years old, and a freshman in Rochester Junior High School. All right, fine. Uh, Bob is a winner on the local Quiz Kids program heard over station KROC, Rochester, Minnesota, and sponsored by Good Foods Incorporated, makers of Skippy Peanut Butter. We're mighty happy to have you with us, Bob. And now, let's get busy, kids. The first question on our science program is from Helen Mather of Chicago. What quiz kid at one time in his life attended a school named for a scientist? Joe. Well, I went to Volta. That was named for Alexander Volta. That's right, Volta Grammar School. That's right, Joe. I was. <laughs> I uh, thought maybe that might be a miss, but uh, I thought wrong. I guess I'll try this one from Mary Goodman of Miami, Florida. And by the way, we would like to salute the uh, radio station WIOD down there in Miami on their 25th anniversary. Now, here's the question. If you described your girl by using words spelled with the abbreviations of the following chemical elements, would she feel hurt or flattered? Uh, Say you call her copper and tellurium. Pat. Well, uh, copper symbol is C-U, and tellurium is T-E, so she'd be cute, and of course she'd be happy. Oh, absolutely. She would be flattered, wouldn't she? Now, if you call her sulfur, nitrogen, high oxygen, and boron, what... Pat? Well, um, let's see. Uh, sulfur, that's S. Yes. And nitrogen is O. Is and it's not? oxygen. 
Our nitrogen is N, sorry. All right. And uh, oxygen is O. O. And what was the next one? Uh, boron. Oh, uh, that's B. B? So she'd be a snob, and she wouldn't like that. She wouldn't like that, would she? No, sir. If you called her helium and phosphorus. Robert? Uh... Uh, yeah, it would be heap. H E is helium. Okay. Well, now wait a minute. H E is helium, and what else? Phosphorus is P. All right. So H A P is what? H E P. H E P. Yeah. Or H E P. Heap. Huh? Heap. <laughs> oh, Robert! Now wait a minute. Funny. Uh, hep. Hep. Hep is right. So she'd like that, wouldn't she? She'd feel flattered. <laughs> well, now. Uh, <clears throat> Try this physics question from Mrs. Sarah Weinberg of New York. Imagine that a boat loaded down with cannonballs is crossing a pond. The boat is upset, and the cannonballs fall to the bottom of the pond. Would the water rise in the pond, fall, or remain at the same level? Joel? Well, uh, when the cannonballs are on the uh, boat, uh, they would merely be the, the pla- displacing... Uh, Water, they'd, they'd be displacing water in accordance with their weight, which is heavier than water. But when they're down at the bottom, they'd, they'd be just replacing a water in uh, accordance with their uh, volume. So that, that way they'd displace less water when they were at the bottom, so the water would drop. It would drop is right, Joel. That's very good. Very good. Now, here's a music question that comes from Mrs. Grace George of Los Angeles, California. You kids are to name the particular science which each of these songs suggests. Uh, You must get two out of three. All right, Howard, let's have the first one. Patrick. That's she's only a bird in a gilded cage, and that might be ornithology. Ornithology is right, Pat. Good boy. Uh Uh-huh. Now, this one is, uh, well, how, how about this second one here? Robert. It's a lovely day today, and that would be meteorology. That's the boy, Robert. Correct. (laughs) Now, here's our last one. Bunny? That would be a home on the range. Give me a home where the buffalo roam. So, would that be a study of animals? Well, no, I wasn't thinking uh, like that, uh, Joe. Well, being far-fetched, I'd say the culinary science. Well, that's, that's, that's very, very good. That's right. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, um, by the way, uh, you know, friends, this is cold-catching weather, and uh, if uh, you're caught with a cold, remember... Alka-Seltzer, first, fast. And always. Yes, Alka-Seltzer is first aid for the misery of a cold. Alka-Seltzer is fast-acting to give you quick relief. Always dependable. Alka-Seltzer for relief from cold misery. First, fast, and always. When you have a cold, just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water. The familiar bubbling fizz shows you that Alka-Seltzer's beneficial ingredients are going into solution to help give you fast relief. Yes, fast relief is yours with Alka-Seltzer. It's always dependable. So, friends, when you're suffering with a cold and that feverish ache all over feeling is making you miserable, take Alka-Seltzer first for fast, always dependable relief. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Well, kids, this next question from Mrs. Marjorie Baker, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, combines medical science and opera. 
What character from opera might have been helped by a psychiatrist? Robert? Ophelia in uh, Thomas's um, Hamlet. Well, that's... She went mad. That's right. That's very, very good, Pat. Well, it might be Lucia in Lucia de Lammermoor by Donizetti. She went mad also. That's another very good answer, Bunny. Or M Margarita in Faust. She went mad at the end. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, now, the characters from what opera uh, could have used uh, vitamins? Uh, One-a-day brand, multiple vitamins, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> All right. How about that one? The characters from one opera could have used vitamins. All right? There's a certain group in a certain opera. Joe? Well, maybe the gnomes in uh, uh, the ring operas. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Joe. I, I was thinking of the group from La Boheme. Uh, oh, a group of starving artists in the singers. Very undernourished term. Mm. If you were to administer these first aid devices, a pull motor or a tourniquet, uh, what characters in opera might you be helping? Robert? Well, a tourniquet, you might be helping, uh, well, not necessarily, it might be a little far-fetched, but Carmen, because she was stabbed. Right. That would stop the blood. Yes, that's right. That's uh, all right, Pat. Well, you might apply a tourniquet for uh, Tristan, and Tristan and Isolde, he was in a sword fight, and of course he was wounded. And, of course, he was bleeding, and that would All call right. for a tourniquet. All right, Joel? Well, a tourniquet, I believe, I'm not sure, is applied when the vein is uh, burst. And so I think that's uh, what Siegfried died of uh, in uh, the last of the ring operas. Well, all right. If you want to help him, that's perfectly all right with me. <laughs> Patrick. Well, uh, a pull motor is uh, used to administer air. Yeah. And uh, that might be administered to Aida and Radames and Aida. They were trapped in an underground tomb with Say. no air. Now, that's right. You've You're got something out. there. Uh-huh. Well, now, friends, I, uh, I want to tell you about the Alka-Seltzer Awards given away every Sunday. The questions used on our program are sent in by you listeners. When a question is answered correctly, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a fine zenith transoceanic portable radio that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. It's really a dandy set and one you'll be proud to own. Now, when the quiz kids miss a question, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a zenith television set or a large console zenith radio phonograph combination. The television set is the Zenith Buchanan, and it has everything. A new super range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance, the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. Now, if you would like to try for one of these fine Zeniths, send in a question for our radio program. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. All right, Mrs. Stella Davis of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania asks this next question. Uh, do you kids think modern inventions have improved the pleasures of living, or would you prefer living in a simple age without any of these improvements? Uh, Joel? Well, uh, you'll hear a lot of people these days saying they, that they uh, wish they could live back in those age, uh, ages because now we have so many destructive uh, weapons and uh, so forth. But now also we have so many of these inventions, like uh, can you imagine even the uh, King of France perhaps 100 years, uh, 200 years back. Well, they didn't have any uh, water faucets. They couldn't practically drink water. Maybe they'd have to boil it uh, to get rid of the germs and so forth. So, and uh, modern science has reduced many of the dangers uh, that uh, destroyed people in the ages before. 
and it's lengthened our lifetime, so I certainly would rather live in this age. You would, eh? All right, let's see what Robert has to say. Well, I uh, would rather live in this age, too, because although uh, atomic power is very destructive, it can be used in good uh, ways, and uh, then, as Joel says, uh, uh, back in Louis, uh, France's time, they had great salt taxes, and now you can get salt for, well, it's not too much, but, and, uh, yeah. well, and then there's cortisone, they didn't have cortisone in those days, and, well, there's much better living nowadays, I don't uh-huh. know. All right, now, uh, let's, uh, get the woman's point of view here, Bunny. Well, I think it's very enjoyable to go to camp for a summer and enjoy a kind of primitive living, but I think that, um, even camp uses these modern devices such as running water and um, other things and, and transportation. I think that transportation is very important, airplanes and um, trains and, and things like that, because otherwise, how are we going to know all the people in the world? How could we get to them? And communication is important that way, too. We feel closer to everybody around us. Uh-huh, that's very, very good, Bunny. Patrick? Well, I agree with uh, Bunny. Uh, I think that the transportation and communication devices today are better than they've ever been before. And, of course, I'd rather live in this age, too. And, of course, there are lots of medical devices and uh, medicines that have been invented uh, to save many more lives. And, of course, in the lighter vein, I know lots of people would be lost without radio and television. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that again, Patrick, yes. Uh-huh. Harvey? Well, well, too, there are a lot of very... Um, my, uh, that's a pretty hard question, Mr. Cuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> there are very lots of, of, of new modern things in this world, like television <laughs> and radio and things. But, 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 too, in the olden days, they've invented lots of... Um, they've invented pretty much things. And uh, maybe I'd like to get in on some of the in- inventions before they've really been discovered. And maybe I can uh, make one invention that's here now. And make a lot of money. Now, how do you like that? Yeah, that's a very good idea, Harvey. Well, I guess about the only way we can go back to the good old days is to go back there and fancy. <laughs> All right, kids. Now, this really wouldn't be a quiz kid program on science unless we included a question about atomic science. And we're very fortunate in having a special guest here today to ask it. I'm going to turn our class over to Dr. James Arnold, assistant professor with the Institute of Nuclear Studies at the University of Chicago. Welcome to our classroom, Dr. Arnold. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Dr. Arnold, would you mind telling us something about the work you're doing now? Well, Mr. Kelly, we've been applying our knowledge of radioactivity to establish the age of ancient historic civilizations and primitive cultures. And we've also been discovering when the last ice sheet covered the northern United States. But my question for the quiz kids today is on the order of a vocabulary test. In the last few years, with the progress of the study of atomic science, a whole new vocabulary has grown up. Of course, these new words are bandied about by scientists very commonly, but they still are not used much in everyday conversation. I'd like to test you, quiz kids, by seeing whether you understand some of these words. First of all, how would you define fission? Robert? Well, uh, I would define fission as uh, the parts or the um, isotopes of an element uh, 
being uh, brought together, or two different elements brought together. Joel? Uh, no, it's, uh, he's thinking of fusion, as a matter of fact. It's when an the uh, atom of a substance uh, is uh, split into the electrons, neutrons, and so forth. That's close enough. Uh, second, what is heavy water? Joel, again. Well, I believe uh, hydrogen, there's an isotope of uh, hydrogen, extra electron, I believe, or uh, a waste. Well, would heavy water be uh, tritium and deuterium that, that's used in the H-bomb? Close, very close. <laughs> <laughs> Robert? Oh, I don't think I know. Robert? Pardon? Oh. Anyone have anything more to say about this? <laughs> well, heavy water is the water where the hydrogen atoms weigh twice as much as the ordinary water, and that's the hydrogen in those is called deuterium, just as Harvey said. <laughs> well, Joel mentioned an isotope in answering the second question. Just what is an isotope? Try Robert on this one. Well, I think an isotope is... Uh, part of the uh, atom of oh, an element that has uh, different numbers of neutrons. Would you say that had different weight, perhaps? Yes. The same thing. Yes, that's right. Now, my next question doesn't really count. This is perhaps sort of a guessing game. I'd like to have you tell me, if you can, something like what the number of atoms would be in a pound of uranium. Do any of you have any idea about that? Pat? Well, let's see now. In uranium, I think there'd be 92, wouldn't there? No, a pound. A pound of uranium. How oh. many atoms? Any well, guesses? No, I don't know. I... Hmm. Let's just take a flyer at it. How about a kid? Just a guess. Harvey's got his hand up, Doctor. Hundred? <laughs> More than that. Joel? Oh, I'd say about 10 to the millionth power. 10 to the what? Ten to the millionth power. That's a few too many. Less than that. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Bunny? I would say about a million or a few, th few thousand, oh. ten thousand. Any other guesses? Pat? I'll take a wild guess, say fifty thousand. Robert? Sixteen hundred thousand. Joel? Well, I know it must be uh, billions and more, so I, I, I'd uh, sort of uh, cut that last estimate down to maybe ten to the thousandth power. You're getting closer, but you're still too big. <laughs> Let's squeeze it down from both sides. Any more guests? Harvey? One billion? <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty close. Actually, if you take a number one and write down 24 zeros after it, you'll have the number of atoms in a pound of uranium. Oh. Wow. It's a pretty big number. Not quite a Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Kelly, I think the quiz kids did very well. Well, thank you. I think so, too, especially little Harvey. Did. I think he did. Yeah. One more thing I'd like to say, if I may. All right, Doctor. I was interested last Sunday in hearing Dr. Witte of Northwestern University announce your best teacher contest. I think it's an excellent project, and I certainly wish to congratulate your sponsor for their interest in furthering good education. Well, thank you, Dr. Arnold, and I want to say right here that it's been a real pleasure meeting you and having you as a guest on our program. You know, since Dr. Arnold has mentioned the Best Teacher Contest, kids, uh, let's tell people about it again right now. 
Harvey, you were on the program last Sunday. Do you remember what the prizes are and uh, what a pupil has to do to win a prize? Well, well, the the prize for the two for the two best pupils, one thousand two one thousand dollar savings bonds. They have to write in saying the best teacher, uh, my best teacher, the the teacher that. Um, that has helped me most in the in the in the past in the in the past, and she has to be teaching school or the present. Yeah, well, yes, sir. Now, oh, Harvey, I'm glad we finally got that out. Now, I I'm sure it's just, uh, it's uh, very clear. Uh, by the way, of course, uh, there are some wonderful other prizes for boys and girls, too. 552 altogether. The next 50 best letters win $10 in cash each. The writers of the next 500 best letters will each receive an attractive Quiz Kids pin and honor certificate. And every student who enters our contest will receive a handsome certificate suitable for framing to present to the teacher he has nominated. The two top winning teachers come in for big prizes, too. The teacher selected as the best teacher of the year will receive $2,000 in cash. And the teacher selected as the most promising teacher will receive $2,000 to be used for graduate study. Every boy and girl from first graders to seniors in high school will want to enter this year's best teacher contest. And it's so easy. All you do is write a letter of any length on the subject, The Teacher Who Has Helped Me Most, and send it to Best Teacher Contest, Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Just write sincerely and honestly about your favorite teacher, boys and girls. What you say is more important than how you say it. But write your letter yourself. Don't ask help from anyone. You may write about a teacher you have now or one you've had in the past if that teacher is still teaching. Remember, you write on the subject, The Teacher Who Has Helped Me Most. Send your letter to Best Teacher Contest, Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Be sure to include your name, age, grade, school, and home address. The decision of the judges will be final. All entries become the property of our sponsor, Miles Laboratories. And in case of ties, duplicate prizes will be awarded. All letters must be postmarked before midnight, February 11th. Well, I'm sure you'll want to give your favorite teacher a chance to win this nationwide honor and wonderful cash prize so get busy, boys and girls. Write your best teacher letter and get it in the mail. Well, let's see what our next question... Oh, here's uh, this question from Mrs. Harriet Brewster of uh, Ekalaha, Montana. Takes up a branch of science we have not touched on as yet. What large liquid container is turned upside down for half the year, and why is this? How about that? What large liquid container is turned upside down for half a year, and why is this? No hands, a lot of meditating. Well, oh boy, this is our first miss. It looks like our first miss today. The Big Dipper is the answer. Oh, boy, did we get you there. So naturally, I can't mark you right on that one, so Alka-Seltzer awards uh, Mrs. Harry Brewster of Ekalaha, Montana, her choice between a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination or a fine Zenith television set for stumping you kids. Well, that's the only miss we've had so far. Now, this question 
is from Mary Webster of Dallas, Texas. Each of you children should pretend you are a famous scientist of the past or present. You are to give a thumbnail sketch of what you've been doing all your life and see if the other quiz kids can guess who you are. Now, you'll have one minute to think about this. Meantime... Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Friends, the first thing to do when you've had a busy, hectic day and you come home feeling tired out and work-weary is drink a glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer and see how fast you feel better. That's right. Always depend on Alka-Seltzer. Relax and freshen up with Alka-Seltzer. Just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water, then drink the sparkling, refreshing solution this makes. See how quickly and effectively Alka-Seltzer can relieve the tired, tense, aching muscles and headache. How its alkalizing properties actually help speed recovery from the fatigue itself. And listen, here's something else. To help you rest better and wake up feeling better, drink another glass of Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. Yes, Alka-Seltzer offers real relief from that tired, tense feeling that follows a hectic day of nervous tension and hard work. Try it, won't you? Alka-Seltzer when you come home from a work-weary day and also before you go to bed. Remember Alka-Seltzer. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. First, fast. And always. <laughs> I did it, I did it right there. And I'm glad. <laughs> oh, yes, I've been wanting to do that always. Er, uh, <clears throat> well, anyway, now we're ready to see what eminent scientists we have on our board today. Patrick? Let's hear a few details from your life, and we'll see whether the other quiz kids can guess whom you represent. All right. I'm a present-day scientist, and I've done a lot of work in atomic energy, and uh, I, am a, I am a professor at one of the uh, large universities here in America, and uh, my most famous discoveries uh, were the discoveries of two elements in the... Uh, I believe that would be Dr. Seaborg. Is that right, right, Dr. Seaborg. I thought so, too. All right, fine. That's the idea. Who would like to uh, be next on this? Bunny, how about you? Well, I don't know too much about the person I am. Oh, you don't? (laughs) Well... I just know that I I worked in physics and that I, I... I'm supposed to be dead by now. And that oh, you're all finished, Yeah, I lived eh? in the past. And, and that I, uh, I thought up the principle that uh, any object placed in a fluid is buoyed up by the amount of the uh, weight, amount of its weight of the, uh, of the fluid that it displaces. And I think that's what Joel was talking about. He, Joel used that principle before in solving a problem. Oh, I see. Well, now, Joel has his hand up, so let's see if he can guess who you are representing. How about it, Joel? Oh, frankly, it isn't too coherent, but I think it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably would be Archimedes. That's right. <laughs> Archimedes is correct, huh? All right. Now, how about you, Robert? Would you like to... Uh, Pretend? Well, I could try. I don't know much about him, except that uh, he was an English physicist, and, uh, well, he's dead now. He was a scientist of the past. Oh. And he developed uh, a theory that an atom is mostly uh, empty space. All right. How about it, kids? All right, Joel. Well, wouldn't that be Faraday? Is that right, Robert? No. No? All right. Anyone else? Well, Sir Rutherford, I think. 
Oh, you think? <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's different. Well, well, yeah, it was. Perhaps you're right yes. on that. Harvey, how about you, son? Well, Doctor <laughs> Arnold says you're right, Robert. That's, uh... I'm I'm dead right now. Oh, <laughs> well, I know, but uh, well, let's go back. Uh... My my sons, I should say, are are keeping on my work and not exactly working on it, but are developing on it. If we can get through it, we'll really be traveling in space. Uh-oh. Your sons are carrying on the work that not you exactly, started. Not that exactly the sons. You know, the, the people that are working on it right now. Colleagues, I see. All right. Uh, uh. Oh, dear. You said space, and I guess we're going to have to leave this right up in space. What's the answer, Harvey? I'm Newton. Gravity. Oh, well... There's our bell, kids. And in just a minute, I have something to say about uh, next Sunday. But first, here's an important message. Did you take your one-a-day brand multiple vitamins today? Thousands of people did and so protected themselves against vitamin deficiency disease. Lack of vitamins pulls you down, steals your normal pep and energy, makes you look and feel dull and listless. Why take chances? Protect yourself against vitamin deficiency disease by taking one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Low in cost, yet no finer vitamins are made at any price. At all drugstores, ask for and insist on one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Well, I know you quiz kids had a lot of fun with these questions on science this afternoon, and you did mighty well, too. As usual, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And by the way, Bob Chenoweth, as our visiting quiz kid, you did mighty well, and I'm sure everyone in Rochester, Minnesota, is proud of you. Now, on hand for our Alka-Seltzer question session next Sunday, we'll have Sally Ann Wilhelm, Lonnie Lundy, Patrick Conlon, Frankie Vanderplug, and a little newcomer, eight-year-old Susan Weiner. As our special guest, we'll have Studs Terkel, popular television and radio personality. And all you folks plan to be with us, won't you? Until next Sunday, then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Mr. Kelly. Listen to the quiz kids coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult their local newspaper for the time. Rex Harrison and Teresa Wright star on Theater Guild on the Air tonight on NBC.